Hello and welcome to Front Page Radio with your host, international author, broadcaster, and journalist Dan Wooding, the founder of Assist Ministries and the Assist News Service. Dan, who was born in Nigeria of British missionary parents, was raised in England and later worked for some of Great Britain's largest newspapers. He has been a journalist covering the world for some 47 years now with a focus on persecuted Christians and missions. And now, here's Dan Wooding with today's guest. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Field. Welcome to today's program, and I'm sure you remember that wonderful song, Strawberry Fields Forever, written by John Lennon many, many years ago. But I want to let you into a secret. I'm actually in Strawberry Field without the S. That was the, the real name of the place. It is run by the Salvation Army. It was very close to where John Lennon used to live. And I'm with Major Kathy Versfeld, who originally is from Cape Town in South Africa. You know, I was born in Nigeria. She's from South Africa. I'm from West Africa. But Kathy, thank you so much for being on the program. Great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Now, before we go into the history of Strawberry Field, how come a lady from Cape Town, South Africa, moves to Liverpool and starts working here at Strawberry Field? Tell us your story. Well, it's it's been quite a long journey. And it started... I grew up in Cape Town and... Uh, joined the Salvation Army as a teenager, inspired by the idea that the Salvation Army was a church that believed in putting faith into practice in deeply practical ways. And I loved that. As a, as a Christian already, as a 16-year-old, I loved the idea that I could reach out to those who struggle so in, in Cape Town with the love of God in a, in a deeply practical way. Tell them that Jesus loved them, but then show them too, and that you know, we love them as well. And so I joined the Salvation Army um, as a teenager, got married, uh, studied commerce uh, in my uh, late teens, early 20s, qualified as a chartered accountant, and then in due course was, was offered a job in the city of London in, in finance. And so I came over here in 1994. Um, assuring my family, my parents, that it would be just for two years, you know, to travel, to work, see the world, and then I would go home and start a family and settle down. And when I, when I turned 30 a few years later, um, I really felt God saying he wanted me to do something totally different with my life. You know, it wasn't going to be to go home and to have a, a fairly comfortable life. Um, using my skills as a, as a chartered accountant, I felt God saying he wanted me to work full-time for the Salvation Army as an officer within the Salvation Army, uh, together with my husband, and to stay in the UK and to go wherever he wanted me to, to, to go in this country and further afield if necessary, um, serving the people of this country and telling them about God's love and then showing it too. So how come you were finished up at Strawberry Field of all places? <laughs> well, we were trained in, my husband and I trained as Salvation Army officers in London, were commissioned in the year 2000 and then were sent out, as I say, you know, to the places that the Salvation Army decided they would send us to. Uh, first of all, it was um, in East Anglia, and we spent 18 years in East Anglia, working in various places, 
in various roles for the Salvation Army. And then last year, um, I was called up to <laughs> Liverpool. I'd never lived in the northwest of England, and uh, it was a great adventure, a great journey to come and see the place and fall in love with the city, fabulous city. And, of course, to see Strawberry Field for the first time and just be blown away about the place and then to, to be able to cast a vision for a new chapter um, for the mission of the Salvation Army here at Strawberry Field. Had you been a Beatles fan when you were back home as a kid? Um, I, I was born a few days after Strawberry Fields Forever was actually released in, in this country, about four days after it was released. So I'm giving away my age <laughs> to Beatles fans because they know exactly when that is. So I'm a bit young to be one of the original fans, but certainly growing up, even in South Africa, uh, listening to the radio a lot, um, you know, we would hear Beatles tunes. And I've always loved pop music, you know. So I do remember... Uh, back in the day, dancing around, you know, at, uh, <laughs> cousins' weddings and other parties to the yeah. Beatles' music. So uh, I've I've always loved the you know the the, the joyful aspects of, of Beatles' music. And in recent days, of course, I've learned so much as I've come up to Strawberry Field and um, taken a renewed interest in Beatles' music. And of course, the the famous song, which is going to be my you know my tune forever <laughs> onwards from now on. Well, we are sitting in Major Cathy's office, almost overlooking John Lennon's former home. And um, tell us the story of how John would climb over the fence. I understand mm. this used to be a, uh, a an orphanage for kids, and he would hear the brass band play and would come over and tell the kids, one day I'm going to have my own band. But what's your version or your understanding of John Lennon's connection with Strawberry Field? So the Salvation Army opened, a ch it was actually a children's home, so, so the young children weren't necessarily orphans, but had fairly challenging uh, family backgrounds. And the Salvation Army identified a need in the 1930s for a girls' home initially, 40 young girls, and then later on they, they um, included young boys, but it was a, a children's home. They had a huge building, I understand. Yes, it was a Victorian house, and uh, one of the founder's friends, Mary Fowler, actually made a donation so that the Salvation Army could buy the house. And a couple of years after they purchased it, they opened it as a children's home. So that was the, the 1930s. And then some years later, as you say, John Lynn was actually living in the neighborhood and he would walk past Strawberry Field and, and see the, the young girls and boys playing and was definitely, as you say, attracted by the sound of, of the brass band playing in the gardens as they did <laughs> on occasion. And so, yes, he would climb over the walls or sit on the wall and sit in the trees and listen to the music. And it became one of his favorite um, places to come with his friends. And, um, of course, as the years went on, we r realized the significance of the place when, in 1966, he started to write the song, Strawberry Fields Forever. And in 1967, when it was released, it very quickly became uh, a hit, you know, very popular. And, and the rest is history, really, <laughs> as, as, you know, people started to... Um, travel your journey here to the red gates of Strawberry Field. So you go to, you go to these incredible gates outside, because I understand Yoko Ono bought those gates and, 
had them painted, but they've disappeared a few times and then have been returned. But it's like a pilgrimage, isn't it, for people? It is, in lots of different ways, a place of pilgrimage. People love John. They love the song. They come to the gates and they stand there and um, reflect, um, celebrate being right there in front of those gates. But the fabulous thing for all John Lennon fans and Beatles fans is that for the first time ever, we are going to be opening those gates to the general public. So they will be able to go beyond the gates and come into the garden where John played and experience a little bit, we hope, of what he experienced, you know, the, the, the peace the tranquility that he found here and that then you know, inspired and motivated him to, to write the song. Before you tell us what you're going to do, because these are really exciting plans and people in the States, if you're planning to come over to Liverpool, you've got to come to Strawberry Field. Absolutely. But why did he add an S to the song? Have you ever found out that? There is some um, mystery around where the name came from, Strawberry Field, and whether it was Strawberry Fields or Strawberry Fields. In different places, you see the S added on or not there. So I think it was just, you know, that was perhaps how it was known within the local community. As far as I know, it's always been from the Salvation Army perspective, Strawberry Field. So now, instead of them just sitting out there for hours on end, just hoping they could get inside and maybe just see a little bit of what John Lennon saw all those years ago, although the big building is no longer here. You've got these incredible plans. There's going to be an exhibit, I understand, and a training centre. First of all, tell us about the Beatles exhibit. Okay, well, we've built a brand new facility, a new centre, which will house an exhibition, which will tell something of the story of, of the house, the place, the connection with John Lennon and the, fav- the, you know, the famous song, and also something of the, the work of the Salvation Army here on the site many decades before John first visited. So the exhibition will tell something of that story in, in, a, in an unusual, authentic, unique way where, where you will ha- hear some familiar voices um, telling the story and then some people that perhaps you, you won't have heard of, you know, people that... One young uh, woman who who lived here as a child went on to be a singer and performed at the Cavern Club together with the Beatles. Um, So there will be many voices telling the story of the place and what happened here. There will also be a cafe and a uh, retail space so people can come and sit and have a coffee, have some fabulous food, perhaps buy something from our gift shop, a unique item from Strawberry Field. And then, of course, there'll be opportunities to go out into the garden. And the gates that you that you see now at the entrance are actually, actually replica gates. You're right. The original gates were stolen back in 2000. <laughs> and after that, it was decided we would have replicas up. And the original gates were kept for a long time at the Beatles story in Liverpool. But it's now coming home. And oh. we have... A, a, a returning of the gates in September ahead of the, the public opening so that people will be able to come inside and go and stand at the original gates hmm. that John would have, would have known. Now, many, many of the people who will be watching the exhibit will not have any religious faith or Christian faith or anything. Do you work something uh, about you know, the, the gospel into... This, uh, this thing? Of course. 
what we have done with our exhibit, exhibit is we are trying to meet people where they are in terms of their journey of exploration of all things, you know, the bigger questions of life, meaning, purpose, spirituality. And I guess from my perspective as, as the mission director, one of the things that I would really like to be able to do is to engage with every visitor and to maybe invite them to think the, about the, the question of what does last forever? You know, John wrote Strawberry Fields forever. Well, what lasts forever? You know, and, and start the conversation there. And as I say, journey with people in the way that they are comfortable to journey. And if they, if they don't want to go, if, you, if they don't want to take that journey with us, that's okay. You know, we believe that, that, that God is here. God has blessed the, the mission of the Salvation Army since the 1930s here on the spot. Um, we hope that every visitor as they go out into this beautiful garden will sense something special. Is there, is there a, a form they can fill out or someone they can pray with if they would like to receive Christ? Yes, we have a special dedicated prayer space on the ground floor that will be signposted. So folks will be invited to use our prayer space um, on two occasions in the day at 11 and 3 um, in the afternoon. We will have up on our video screens um, a, an invitation for people just to be still, to stop. And we will think about them, um, we'll ask them to imagine, to imagine peace, to imagine um, community, to imagine perhaps, um, you know, what, what their life might hold as, you know, in the future. So we will have an opportunity for, for, for people just to pause. And, you know, we believe God will speak into that in a unique way for every person. And we have a, um, a, a young Salvation Army officer who will be on site. She's our dedicated, what we call Fresh Expressions lead person. She lives in the community. She's been building links with the local community, um, speaking to the, the other Christians. And she and her team will be available on site. And if people want to be prayed with or for, that will be um, on offer to them. And then as people go around the garden, we will have various plates places along the, along the path where we will use um, some of John's lyrics as well as uh, some quotes, relevant quotes about peace, about harmony, about love, where we will just invite people to pause and think, you know, what does that mean for me today? Um, and, and again, we believe, you know, God will meet um, individuals where they are at and challenge them. And we would like to think that, that we will be there to then, you know, be his voice, um, be his arms of love and encouragement. In the cafe, we, we, we want to have um, a talking table. So the talking table will be, uh, will have someone at it, someone on our team, a volunteer or a member of staff, maybe one of our trainees, I don't know, who will sit and, and speak to people. You know, it will be signposted. So if someone comes in on their own, feeling a bit down or whatever, they can join us at the talking t table. And again, you know, we won't dictate what we talk about. We will just be there, be a listening ear. Well, will it, will it be in a theatre, this um, exhibition, or in, in just in the, in the cafe or what? Oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a separate room, a separate space that houses our brand new high-tech, authentic exhibition um, so that's a separate space, but, but folks will come out of there into the, the cafe area and then be invited to, to wander out into the grounds. 
Now you're also going to use this place for training. Yes. Um, is it for for people who are mentally disabled, this sort of thing? Strawberry Field will be a fabulous place for John Lennon fans and Beatles fans to come to for for some of the reasons we've talked about. But it is also a wonderful place that is a great advocate, I believe, for responsible tourism. All of the money that we make from the exhibition, from the cafe, from the retail space will go to fund our Steps to Work program, which will be housed on site on the lower level. And the Steps to Work program will be uh, an opportunity for young people from Liverpool and slightly further afield who have mild to moderate learning difficulties and other barriers to employment to improve their employability skills, to uh, we will work alongside them to help them with you know, their personal um, skills, interacting with others. We will be training them in cohorts of up to 10, so not huge groups, but they will come to us and we will spend the first eight weeks on a work readiness program where we will develop you know, their em uh, employability skills but also teach them, for example, how to present themselves at an interview but also how to travel across the city. We will encourage them to develop friendships within a cohort. We will encourage them to think about how they are uniquely gifted and and we won't tell them the areas of work that they need to go into, but it is a Steps to Work program. So at the end of the day, once they've spent their year and a half with us, and it's, it's quite an intensive, long, you know, in-depth program, uh, we want them to be able to then be employed, either on-site or at um, places across Liverpool. And how we will do that is we will start with the eight-week employability course, and then we will send them out on three three-month work placements. If they're interested in working in a place such as Strawberry Field, in the cafe or the, the retail space or in the garden even, uh, we will encourage that, but we won't force them. You know, we want them to discover um, and, and live out their dreams for employment. And so we will work alongside them to, to think about what might they do, you know. Um, and then we will go and find them work placements in appropriate places and support them as they go and, and fulfill them. And then they will come back after, say, the first one, after the first three months. We will spend a bit, bit, little bit of time giving them feedback, um, consolidating their learning, and then we'll send them out to another work placement. And again, we'll repeat that, and then they'll go out a third time. So it's, it's quite an extensive support program that we are offering. And it won't cost them anything. We pay them a bursary as they go on each placement. You know, a little bit of money to make sure that they, they have the cost of the things that they need. Um, but it won't cost them to be on our Steps to Work program, um, which is why we need folks to support. We've built this amazing facility, which has cost millions to build. But we need the public to support us to keep the gates open. You know, we're opening the gates in September, but we need the general public to support us by coming, by um, those who live in the in the local area, by volunteering. We want visitors to come from all around the world to have a great time. You know, to spend money in the in the cafe and the shop, 
and to bring their friends to share the good news. For the Christian community, absolutely we want folks to be praying for us. You know, we as a team, I as a mission director, absolutely believes that only God will open those gates and keep those gates open. So people are coming over to Liverpool. There's a website I understand yes. that they can go to, which is? Strawberryfieldliverpool.com So if you go to strawberryfieldliverpool.com, you can get lots of background information yes. there. I noticed something rather amazing, that some of these um, people that will be in this job training thing yeah. went to Abbey Road yes. and re-recorded Strawberry Fields Forever. They did indeed. Tell us about that. We decided that we would, uh, as we launched this new vision and the fundraising um, for this new facility, we decided that we would do something a bit different and we would uh, record um, our own version of Strawberry Fields Forever. <laughs> and we would put together a choir of comprising of some of the young people that we have gone on to work with here in our pilot cohort and also some of the other young people that we work with around the country who have uh, all sorts of challenges in life and, and barriers to employment. And so, yes, they went and recorded the what song. What an experience. That oh, what an be. amazing experience for them and for us. Yeah. I, I watched the video and I've never seen so many people smiling as they were singing. Yeah. They just loved it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think they didn't think it was possible. And, I mean, that sense of amazement that they felt when they went and they did it and then they heard themselves, yeah. uh, th that was really a taster for them and for us of, of w what we see as we look at this new chapter for Strawberry Field and Steps to Work, is to help these young people to realize just how gifted and how precious they are and to just set them free to, to realize their dreams. You know, this isn't something that we are going to be doing you know, for the young people, imposing on the young people. We want to set them free to, to be all that God meant for them to be and, and to help them to realize that. I've, I've noticed on the, um, on the website you've got quotes from, is it John Lennon's sister and George Martin's wife, is it? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Julia Bed is our honorary president. And, and now, Julia Bird is who? Uh, John Lennon's sister. Okay. Yeah, so, and, and it's marvelous speaking to her because, of course, she, she knows what, what John said about the place and thought about the place. So it's, it's lovely to have her input um, and, and, and to sense something of, of, you know, what it meant to John. And Julia is not just passionate about how wonderful the place is to visit as a John Lennon fan or Beatles fan, but... She's really passionate about Steps to Work. You know, her working life has, has involved supporting teenagers who have perhaps more, more than their fair share of challenges. And so she knows just how important the Steps to Work program is. And she's a great advocate for it. And she's been very supportive of us. And so she's, she's working, you know, walking this journey with us. And then Lady Judy uh, Martin has been one of our patrons and again is very supportive of what we are planning to do here and the sense that it is a continuation of a legacy, um, you know, a place that has inspired previous generations and we wanting to inspire the next generation 
if, if John Lennon walked through this door, which he obviously can't, but if he could, what do you think he would say about what's going on here? I hope, I hope he would, he would say, wow, I never imagined this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow, you know, this is, this is amazing. This, this captures something of the essence of, of what I felt when I came. You know, that same sense of young people will come. People from Liverpool, people who maybe, you know, have had a challenging childhood will come and just be inspired to go on to, to, to greater things than they could even have dared to dream of and imagine. Because he moved, I understand, into this house near here when his mother was killed in a tragic, was it a bus or something? His a, accident, yeah. A terrible yeah. road accident. And so he lost his mum and I, he didn't have a very good relationship with his dad, I understand. So he lived so with that, his aunt. Yeah, aunt, his aunt Mimi. And uh, I think yeah. he mentions her quite a lot. He know. does, yeah. And, and yeah. she would bring him to to the summertime festivals and events that they would have in the gardens here. Yes. And um, and I and I believe she would tell him off when he climbed over the, the, the garden wall to play in the trees, you know. <laughs> and um, he would say, Well it's nothing to get hung about, you know, they're not gonna hang me for it. Um, which which is then echoed the sentiment is echoed in the song Strawberry Fields Forever. Well what a wonderful exciting experience. I mean, I hope those of you who are Beatles fans come over to Liverpool. I mean, you can you can enjoy all the, the Beatles tours and everything, but this is the special one. Again, the website is strawberryfieldliverpool.com. So you can get all the background on it. Yes. And please pray. And also on that side, can they give a donation? Yes, they can. There's a donate button. And, and you know, it would be great, gratefully received, but prayer is absolutely, you know, we believe the, the, the thing that we need. Um, so do pray as well. Well, from Strawberry Fields forever, with Major <laughs> Cathy, I want to thank you so much for this. And we ask everyone to please pray. And if you can, give as well. God bless you. And remember, Strawberry Fields forever. <laughs> <laughs> You have been listening to Front Page Radio with international journalist Dan Wooding. If you would like a free subscription to the Assist News service, log on to www.assistnews.net. And if you would like to write to Dan, send an email to assistnews at aol.com. Tune in again for another edition of Front Page Radio on this same station.